aside from Terry Bussey, what freshman could we see have a significant role for Texas A&M next season? You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in to Locked on Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked on Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. So, ladies and gentlemen, you know, we talk a lot about what well, we've talked about, which transfers are going to be involved. We've talked about all that players who are going to take a leap this year, the players from uh, last year's recruiting class that are going to, what kind of role they're going to have this year. But we haven't talked a ton about this freshman class and who's going to get involved when it comes to those guys. And you know, I wanted to add the caveat when we got rocking and rolling here, aside from Terry Bussey, we know that Terry Bussey is going to play a role this year. We're not going to spend long talking about him. You know you're going to see him on the field in some capacity, whether it's in some way on offense, likely at corner, returning kicks, what a special, whatever it is, you're going to see him on the field a good amount. So the question is, what other guys could we see get on the field? And those of you everydayers here at Locked On Aggies know that I'm not a huge fan of freshmen getting involved at certain positions. Offensive line, defensive line are the top two. After that, I'd probably say, I'd probably say linebacker. Um, and then probably quarterback. Those are the four positions. I mean, running back, I'm fine with it. Um uh, secondary, I'm okay with it. You know, I can live with it there. I just think I think the more in, in receiver, I think the more instinctual positions and the positions that take less brute strength and more technique. Because I just think by this point, when you're already at you know a Division One college and SEC school, you've kind of already built that technique. Is kind of what I'm getting at here. So, um, that's kind of my thought there. But so I mean, the wide receivers. That's a room. You know, I mean, it's a room. Ladies and gentlemen, that you know, like I like the upside of it, but I, I, it's I, I don't even know. I don't know if I'd go as far to say it's a concern, but I do think I would go as far as to say it's a position that I'm paying a lot of attention to heading into spring and then well, heading into the summer. So, um, you know, could you see a Ashton Bethel Roman get involved? Could you see a um, what's the other kid's name? I'm blanking on now. Um, Isaiah, Isaiah Williams, uh, the the late edition. Both of them were. Could you see those guys get involved? They're both talented. Isaiah Williams, uh, composite rankings wise, is um he's 245th nationally, and then uh Ashton Bethel Roman is as high as um he's ranked 134th in 24-7 sports composite ranking, or in their rankings, then in the composite rankings, he's ranked 228th. Um, oh, 
Speaking of a little bit of recruiting, I want to say this before we move on. On Friday, I'll be joined by Brian Smith, uh, our Locked On recruiting expert. He, um, I'll record that with him later this afternoon, today on Thursday, and then you'll see it tomorrow morning, Friday. So a lot of recruiting news to break down there. Going to be a fun episode. Wanted to let you all know that now. But um, those two receivers, I think they're both pretty talented, and I like the, uh, the, the videotape on them. I mean, once again, I don't think any any freshman aside from Terry Bussey it, it stands off the sheet like that guy's for sure going to start. There's no question that dude's starting end of story. I don't know if I go that far, but uh, I mean, there are some guys at some positions that like it was kind of funny um, last year with Javon Thomas. We I, I would have never imagined he cracked the starting lineup. And then what happened? I mean, his name kind of just heated up. Same with York. I mean, it's just this stuff's going to happen. You're going to have freshmen that maybe we're not expecting work their way. And, and, and they're being talked about as a potential starter. So it's, it's going to happen. But right now, which names those are? I don't know if those were, and, and, and I'm not saying that these, I'm not, I'm talking about role players, not starters. Like, are these receivers going to start? No. But could they play some snaps? Yes. Could injuries launch them into the lineup? Of course. Um, the next position is these linebackers. Now, it's like, I feel pretty good. Obviously, we know who you got in York. I feel pretty good about, like, Alex Howard, the transfer. Um, there's some names. There's some dudes that I, I, I'd be fine with playing, but I'm really high on Tristan Jernigan. Y'all know I love him. He's ranked. Um, and y'all know how I feel about the the rankings on 24-7 sports. They, they are not high enough, or none of the outlets are on Tristan Jernigan. I would say for where he's ranked, he, you know, I mean, he is – I, you know, I just feel so good about Trishan Journey. I think he's gonna be an incredible, incredible player. So I'm really excited to see what he ends up turning into. I think he's gonna be a star. I, I think giving the York comparison is tough because it's really hard to do what he did last year. But this kid, if you're gonna, if I was gonna give you one from the linebacker class, it would be Journey. And I'm really excited about him. Alabama made a late push. Now, obviously, that was when Saban was still there, but made a late push, and uh, Texas name was able to hold on, so that was huge. But so Jernigan would be the next guy that I would not be surprised to see him have a role. I think he's talented, uh, 6'2", 220. I think he's got the frame needed to come in and play. Like, let's see what, what frame we got here for Alex Howard listed. Um. 6'2", So, you know, he's not that far off a, a veteran Division One linebacker, you know. So um, could he come in and, and take that role? I wouldn't. That's the one guy, if if Tristan Jernigan starts, stole that, you know, um, somehow manages to earn a starting role, it that would not surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me not one bit. So linebackers and then defensive line, you know, this is the position I do not like young guys getting involved on in the defensive line. I really don't. It's kind of like we saw like even last year with DJ Hicks, you know, he'll be more involved coming up. But like last year, he was one of the best players in the class and you didn't see him on the field a ton. So it'll be interesting to see what he does when it comes to getting involved. Uh, I mean, what, what some of these uh, true freshmen do when it comes to getting involved. Uh, does Kendall Jackson get involved or does, 
um, Dylan Evans get involved? Or do you see Solomon Williams doing some stuff? This is what I'm saying. It'll be interesting to see what those guys do role-wise. These defensive linemen are talented, but once again, that's a position where like it's going to take some real convincing for me to be like, okay, those guys can start. I'm in. Works for me. It's going to take some convincing there. I don't know how I feel about it, um, but I think they're talented. And if they were launched into having to play a role or somehow start, I think that they could they could do fine. I think they would have to, you know, get on get developed to college football, get developed to the speed, get stronger. That's the key. You have to be SEC strong, and just a lot of players that get there aren't. Some are, some aren't. Um, and that's the difference between a guy who can play as a freshman and a guy who who can't. So this is this is these freshmen's opportunity right now, these next months and months, to get themselves ready to potentially play right now. And then the last position I have here is the safeties. Jordan Pride, Miles Davis. Could you see those guys? I think they're both really good. I think you're going to see both of them on the field. They're potentially sophomore year. I think they're that good. Like I'm very excited about those two. Could it be this year? Maybe they start the year with not much of a role, but injuries happen or poor play happens. They could be launched into to a role. Um, those would be the guys. That's another position that I wouldn't be crazy surprised if they if they walked into a role. But once again, ladies and gentlemen, I mean that, that's really what I've got here position wise. Like I'm not out here saying that um you know some of the young linemen Ivy or Funk are going to work themselves in. I just think it's tough. It's just tough. You know, those off- those offensive linemen are going to crack the lineup, I think, as sophomores, definitely as juniors. But as freshmen, it's just hard at that position. So that's kind of my guys I think you could see starting. I mean, not starting, playing a role. I think the only one that I feel confident you Whoops, that was funny. I actually pressed the button. I think the only one that I do feel confident you could see start is Terry Bussey. And then the rest of these guys, I think they could just have a role, you know. But um, when it comes to starters, and once again, something will happen. Some crazy starter will get launched out there. That's going to happen. It always happens. But um, as of right now, who it's going to be, aside from a Terry Bussey, is going to be very interesting and one of the narratives heading into the summer and, and all that different stuff there. With us starting to do the recruiting on Friday, we're going to start doing mailbag on Thursday. So I got a ton of questions here about the baseball team, a couple about the football team, and one basketball question coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to tell you about our wonderful friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what makes keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need to the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. So moving into some mailbag questions here. Um, first question is, it's funny, I have so many baseball questions. Like everybody, you know, which is great. I love, I just love to, it brings me, it makes me giddy to sit here and, and get stuck with baseball. But the first question is just flat out, how good can this baseball team be? You know, I felt pretty confident saying this ahead of the season. But now that I've seen the Aggies play four games, I feel very confident. I mean, this team could this team could win the national championship. There's no no question, in all honesty, to me. There's no question that this team can win a national championship. They're that talented. Um, they have that much depth in the in, in the bullpen, starting arms at the plate. I mean, this team really can do it all. They can hit, they can field it, they can throw it, they can. They can field it. They can do everything you need to do on the baseball field. Um, I mean, this is a top ten team in college baseball. There, I mean, there's just no, there's no debating this. In all honesty, this team, the ceiling is a national championship. It's very, very simple. That's how good these guys can be. Um, I'm very high on this team, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, uh, you know, and to me, someone who's been around baseball his whole life, you know, you can see. For those who want to say, well, you know, and I'm not saying anyone's going to be negative because um, I, ha- I, mean, there's, I haven't seen any, any negativity surrounding the, the, the baseball team. But for those that might say, well, the opponents haven't been you know, all that great. Okay, that's fair. I can, I can live with that. But, but I would add that, like, I just think when you watch a baseball team, there are just the little details that you can see that the, the opponent doesn't really matter. I mean – if you can, if you can, if you're turning on pitches, if you're seeing different hitting speeds at the plate, if if the pitchers are throwing great stuff, like I could tell, okay, it, that pitch would have gotten an SEC hitter out. You could, and, and that's what we're seeing from this staff. That pitch would have gotten um, an SEC hitter to roll over. That you know, that pitch you could see an SEC hitter swinging through. That is kind of stuff. You can see those, you know. Um, oh, that was a 94 mile power fastball that Lavalette just turned around and barreled up. Like this is that you can see these things, and and while it might not be Florida or um, Vandy, you know what I mean. It's still it's a Division One baseball team, and baseball there's just so much talent at all. I mean, there's there's talent at, at every level of college baseball, whether it's JUCO, NAIA. Um, I mean, there's talent all over. So seeing the talent that like on these smaller schools, I'm not out here going, well, you know, it was a small school. Is Texas A&M going to be okay when it comes to um, these better schools? Yes, they're going to be just fine. I promise you this team is extremely talented, and the ceiling is holding up a trophy in Omaha. It's very simple. That is the ceiling of this team. The next question I got here is, will the basketball team make the NCAA tournament? This one it's pretty right at the point, and I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I – I mean, you know, once again, now to be a little negative, and I hate to be that way, but I just don't. I I don't think so. I don't. I don't. The way that now they've got these games left. You got Tennessee 
coming up. We'll preview that game here in a little bit. We will preview that on Friday, but once again, with that being our recruiting episode, I'm kind of moving those Friday festivities up to today. Um, I just don't – I don't see this team winning in Knoxville. Now, I don't think you have to win in Knoxville. I mean, let's go through the remaining games here. You've still got to go to Knoxville on Saturday. You've got to host South Carolina, who will, I think, likely fall out of the rankings. Didn't they lose midweek? I think so. But host South Carolina. you got to go to Georgia. I don't think Georgia's very good, but it's hard to say Texas A&M is very good right now. You know, so I mean, going to Georgia, I think it's a pretty evenly matched game. You have to host Mississippi State, and then you have to go to Ole Miss. I mean, legitimately, Texas A&M, I I do not think they're going to win in Knoxville. Uh, Now, we'll break it down. I'll give you my, hey, here's what they have to do to win in Knoxville. But I don't foresee that happening. I think if you lose that game, you have to, I mean, so what, what, what is, is it five? Are we five and seven now? Six and seven, excuse me, six and seven. So, I mean, I think you need to win. You have to have, to give yourself a shot, you got to be nine and nine in SEC play. And you're six and seven right now. So if you lose to Tennessee and Knoxville, you're six and eight. If you, so with five games left, I mean, you, I think you have to win, you have to win three of them. I mean, here's the deal. You have to win three of them. You have to go three and two in these games to give yourself a chance to make the tournament. And in all honesty, I, all of these games are losable. So I, I, I don't, I don't think Tech Center makes these double tournament unless they do something to utterly shock me. If they go four and one down the stretch um, and go 10 and eight, which is also possible. I mean, once again, at Ole Miss, at Georgia, Mississippi State, those are winnable games. They're very even matched games, but they're winnable. Maybe if the threes start falling, you never know. I'm not saying that's likely, but yes, I I don't think this team makes the NCAA tournament. I do, I do not. Um, so n- next baseball question is what are um what are are the SEC, which three SEC series, or just which I have three, which SEC series uh, concern me the most? So in no certain order, it's at Florida, at South Carolina, at LSU. If I had to rank an order, I'd probably say at LSU, then at Florida, then at South Carolina. Um, all of them are good teams. Hate playing away. Don't like playing away. And in baseball, I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, I played a lot of sports growing up. I played football on the road. Uh, now, this uh, football was in high school, obviously. Played hockey up until high school and played baseball through college and, and away crowds in baseball, they, they just don't get to me as now this is very different from a small, you know, NAIA school or, or, I mean, I mean, in all honesty, there was more attendance at my baseball games, my senior year of high school um, than most of college, but you know, the heck that stuff in baseball, I just don't think it gets to you. I just really don't. I think that, you know, when you're out there on the field, when you're on the mound or at the plate, like you're just so dialed in. I don't think that you're thinking about it. I think that, um, and a lot of the times, you know, the fans are behind you. You know, on the basketball court, if you're dribbling up the court and the student section's behind the rim, I mean, you got to, you know, that stuff can get in your head. In baseball, like the, a lot of times people are behind you. So you're looking at the pitcher, you're dialed in. I, I just don't. So baseball away environments aren't as important to me, but I still would rather play at home, of course. So I think those are the series that concern me the most. I mean, we all know what LSU is. We know who Florida is and South Carolina. I think it's a, a solid team. 
So those are my three most concerning series. Um, next couple questions, uh, one I really like. So biggest concern for 2024 um, for the football team, it, for me, it's pretty simple. It's offensive line. If you want to hear me talk more about that, I did an episode about that a couple weeks ago. Um, and then someone asked me to give the betting odds for, like, for in my opinion, for which quarterback is going to start for Texas A&M. This is a fun one. So I have Connor Rigman at minus 300, uh, Jalen Henderson at plus 200, and Marcel Reed at plus 450. I think you could maybe make Reed and, and Henderson more kind of closer, but it was a, that was a fun thing to think about. You know what I mean? I, that was kind of that was a fun question. Um, so I enjoyed I enjoyed kind of drawing those numbers up in my head. But um, those some good questions. Once again, continue to comment um, questions. If you leave a question in the comment, like I said, I bookmark them and I I'll answer them here on Thursdays. So keep leaving those. I appreciate it. And also, um, you know, I've got a handful of recruits. I'm going to talk about on the show with, with Brian tomorrow. I should have said this earlier in the week, but leave some comments on some recruits you want to hear about. And I, um, and we'll talk about them. So um, leave those comments as well. And we'll talk about them on next Friday's recruiting episode. We're going to talk about the matchup with Tennessee and what can Texas a and if anything, do to win this basketball game. We'll have that conversation coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and a ton more. FanDuel is, is the place I go when I'm betting on sports. It is a ton of fun. It is the best place to do it. I highly recommend it. Go check it out. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sports partner of the NBA and the Locked On Podcast Network. So, of course, Texas and beat Tennessee in College Station in Reed Arena. So now you have to go to Knoxville. And I think this is a pretty good Tennessee team. Ladies and gentlemen, in all honesty, I really do. I think it's – I mean, I'm, I mean, I don't have to sit here and defend that take. We, we all know they're a good team. But I, I, just, I think that if Texas A&M is going to win this game, first thing they have to do is make the free throws. Texas A&M's done a good job of getting to the line. Well, when you get to the line and you're not making them, who cares? You've got to make your free throws. It, you know, I mean, it's not it, – it, for, for lack of better of better words, it's really not rocket science. You have got to make your free throws. It's very, very simple to me. So um, that's extremely frustrating. you got to make your free throws. I think that they need to flat out shoot the ball better. You have to shoot the basketball better. That frustrates me a ton. Um, seeing, c- continually seeing this team not be able to shoot it from deep. Um, it, it, I don't know if I see that changing. Like I've said, I mean, Wade needs to be more efficient. He's got to start hitting shots. Yeah, he's averaging 20, uh, 20 points a game or whatever, but he's sh- shooting the ball 23 times a game and making seven field. You know what I mean? Like, he's, you got to start being more efficient from the field. Same with Boots, in all honesty. I, I think Boots has been more efficient overall than, than Wade. But 
still, I mean, I think you got to see that happen. Um, and I, I think that to, you have to, to get, so another thing, get others involved. Can we, can we, let's not have the offense be one of those two guys dribble in circles until they either jack up a three or find a way to try and drop, you know, let's get other players involved. Let's kick the ball out. Let's feed it down low. Let's find ways to get other players involved. So, um, you know, I have make someone other than Connect Beach. You know, Tennessee is a very talented basketball team with a ton of guys who can kill you. So, you know, take try and take Connect out of the ball game. It's going to be hard, especially at home. But if you can get him out of the ball game and you can make those other guys beat you. Now, once again, Tennessee is full of, are full of talent. Um, Adu and um, Viscovi and the guy Ziegler. You know, they're a very talented team. But if you can take Connect out, you know. What I'm saying is, so sometimes that is no winning recipe because they just have other guys who are going to hurt you. But um, that's what I would do here. The next thing I got here is play like you have to win this game. Play like you have to have it. I mean, here's the deal. I didn't think they were going to beat Tennessee at home, and they found a way to do it. And that kind of like, oh, we're back. Come on, here we go. You win this game, I will completely change my tone on this team making the NCAA tournament. Seriously, because then I think you you have to go – uh, two and two in your next four games, and you and you're in. So, um, I mean, play like you have to have this game. Seriously, if you find a way to win it, I think you're gonna make the NCAA tournament. So, play like you have to have it. It's pretty. It's a pretty simple concept to me. So, I mean, and if play like your hair's on fire, you gotta have this game. If you, if you're gonna make the NCAA tournament, you gotta win this one. Play that way. You never know. Maybe you play that way. You 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 are you out desperate them. You outplay them, and you can find a way to win a game. You Really should not. Um, and like so I, it's it's not a it's not this not a must win game. Knowing that I, I think now I do think you'd have to go three and one after this to make the NCAA tournament. So it, it, it it's a huge game, but it's not a must win to make the NCAA tournament. But if you as I just said, if you do find a way to win, you are really giving yourself a good shot here to make the NCAA tournament. So play like that. Play like your season depends on this game. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Aggies. Thank you all so much for being here every single day. Like, like I always say, I really do appreciate it. On Friday, we will have a recruiting episode with Locked On recruiting expert Brian Smith. going to be a ton of fun. Recording that later today for you all on the morning tomorrow. Breaking down, full breakdown of texting and recruiting um, for the 2025 class. We'll also talk about recent um, Texas A&M commit, the running back. So lots of fun coming up on that episode that's going to do it for today's episode of locked on aggies thank you all so much for being here like i said every single day have a great rest of your day today and we will see you tomorrow